Father, you truly are a love like no other. And Lord, there's so many people that are watching this right now in all different stages and places in life. And God, there's some people today, I know, uh, me included, that just need a fresh sense of how much you love us today. And um, Lord, that's found in the person of Jesus and what you've done for us. And so God, we just want to step in and recognize, maybe see a fresh picture of, of the wonderful Father that we just sang about, this love like no other. Uh, Lord, would you uh, allow that to be experiential today? God, I pray that we would have an experience with you today. And as we open up your word, God, I pray that it would illuminate our hearts today and we would encounter you in a very fresh way. God, breathe life over us today and everyone who's watching this video. And uh, Lord, we're just thankful to step in to your presence and worship. We're thankful to open up your word. We're thankful to be together. We're thankful for this wonderful day. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Man, welcome back to another home edition, uh, welcoming all of our life groups all across the city. And maybe if you're not in a life group uh, and you've just been watching for a few weeks, I want to welcome you as well. If you're ever interested in joining a group, um, I'm super excited because I've had a, a new group start. We've added to our old group and I'm just watching God do incredible things. And so maybe if you're looking for a group of people to walk with in this season, uh, you can find the link below. I know you've seen it before, but, but check this out. Go to our website and you can fill out a short form and we'd love to connect with you and help you connect in any way that you want to connect. Uh, we're just here to serve you in this season and we're thankful and excited to see all that God's doing. Man, I've, I've uh, told you all a couple times about this group of guys that walks with me down the street on Tuesday nights and I'm just watching that group just come alive and, and I'm getting encouraging texts from some people just about how the Holy Spirit is really speaking to them. And I just want to tell you, man, like I believe that uh, uh, I, I believe that the Lord is really wanting to open up heaven right now and pour His life out over you today. So if you're coming in and you're like, I don't know about this, but I'm, I'm pressing in, I'm looking to see uh, what this is all about, uh, I believe that the Lord really wants to do something really fresh in this season. And if you'll allow Him, I believe He wants to do something fresh in your life. Um, after we went walking and we were sharing the gospel with people, we decided to go to, to a place that I absolutely love, uh, Stock and Barrel Burgers. You ever been there down in Market Square? Amazing. Uh, it was so incredible. And I haven't had a burger in a while because I've been trying to eat a little bit cleaner. You know, I'm trying to clean up my life a little bit. Uh, my high blood pressure, I don't want to diet at 40, you know what I mean? So uh, I, 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 took a, I took a break on my diet and went down to Stock and Barrel with everybody and we're having a great time. I mean, it was the best thing I've had in a long time. But on the way home, that thing hit me in my brain <laughs> and I wanted to fall asleep at the wheel. You ever done that? Like you eat some like just junk in your life and you just want to like fall asleep at the wheel. You get home and you put your head down on the pillow and you're like, I'm done. I shouldn't have done that. I made a, made a mistake. That's what I was feeling after I ate this giant burger and, and onion rings and fries, and it was so incredible. But I, I'm going to say it was worth it. It was worth it. I, I'd do it again. I'm not going to lie. But the feeling afterwards, uh, because of what I filled my body with, uh, uh, I would say I question whether or not it was worth it. And remember, uh, I want to maybe say this again, restate it to us. What fills us, fuels us. Say it again. What fills us, fuels us. 
And if trash comes in, trash go out. But what does that really mean? You know, as we've been walking through Acts, we've been in chapters four and five, and today I want to step into five. I'm going to do a little bit of reading, so prepare yourselves. But in chapters four and five, I see a common thread. I see the word filling often. I see two competing fillings, actually. I see two competing fuelings as well. I see a worldly filling, and I see a Holy Spirit filling. I see two competing things moving in two opposite directions, and the clash is dynamic. That's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at this filling of the Holy Spirit and how it's available to you today, actually. And if you've got, the, if you've got your uh, copy of the Word, we're going to start in chapter 5, and we're going to open up, and I'm going to start in verse 12. I'm going to read till verse 20. I'm going to break, and I'm going to keep reading just a little bit more, and we're going to unpack what's going on in Acts chapter 5 when the Holy Spirit is filling His people and doing incredible things. Do not forget that the book of Acts is really uh, the acts of the Holy Spirit. This is everything that the Holy Spirit is actually doing in and through His people. And did you know that the Holy Spirit is still here today? Did you know that the time is not finished for His power to be uh, revealed to the world around us? Did you know He's actually still working and moving? Did you know that on Tuesday nights, we're witnessing, talk to any guy or any person who's walked with us on Tuesdays or any other night, who's pressing in, asking the Holy Spirit to show up and do incredible things. Ask any of them what they're seeing, and I promise you, they'll tell you uh, they don't really got a box for it. They don't really, uh, they never expected this. Uh, so I believe that through this today, and what I'm praying is that the Holy Spirit will reveal Himself in a very fresh and powerful way to you. Acts chapter 5, let's start in verse 12 and go to 20. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, Sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Maybe note that. Crowds came by from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed, every one of them. Verse 17, the high priests and his officials who were Sadducees were filled with, there's a word filled, filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night and opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. Then told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. I want to pause right there. How incredible of a story is this? To think about the Holy Spirit doing all of these incredible things. Peter's very shadow falling on people and they're getting healed. Evil, unclean spirits are coming out of people because of the power, power of the Holy Spirit. That's incredible. And then not only that, but you see a, an opposing force coming against them and trying to silence this preaching in the name. 
But do you know what I find most interesting about this? Did you ask yourself, or did you even think, can you imagine being in jail and then an angel opening the door only to tell you, why don't you go back into the most dangerous place and share this message? Don't stop. I'm not trying to set you free to go back to your families. I want you to go back down into the temple. I mean, what kind of, what kind of God does that? I mean, what kind, what is this about? And do you know what, as I was reading this passage, I was like, Lord, what is that? If I really sit in their seat, if I really get there, am I asking you to set me free? Am I asking you to open the door? And if you did open the door, what's my next reaction? What do I really want to do? Because just a few days before, I mean, this isn't long after the person of Jesus is crucified and risen. It's not that long after. So we understand that that there was a false trial put on for Jesus. And these are the guys who were talking about Jesus, been with Jesus. They're in danger. And this angel says, go back down to the temple and preach the message. Do you know why he did that? And aren't you so thankful for those of us who have experienced the love of Jesus and this message that's transformed our life? Can you imagine if they didn't go back? You and I might not be talking about this right now. It was the faithfulness of so many people through generations that actually leads us to this place. And I would love to know all of those people who shared faithfully that leads the message to get to my life and to your life. Man, I'm just thankful as I think about this instance right here. I'm thankful for a God who sent them and said, keep preaching this message. It's going to change a lot more lives. Keep Get back in the game. Get back out there. And I just want to remind you that Jesus, the person of Jesus, sent these people back out because he had you in mind. What a thought and what a God. So, verse 21 says, so at daybreak, that means the very beginning of the day, the next day. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. And here's what happens next. Verse 27. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. When we gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, he said, yet you filled Jerusalem with your teachings and you were determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. There's so many things to observe in this story as we read it. But the first thing, I just want to draw our attention to verse 29 that where he says, we must obey God rather than any human authority. You see, this was uh, control versus being controlled. Let, let me unpack this a little bit. You see, the world wants to write the story, but we are called to tell the story. You see, Jesus has actually invited us to put down the pen of our lives and stop writing because the story has been written. You see, there's a narrative that we are not actually writing, but the God of the universe has written, and he's actually finished the story. He said it's accomplished, it's done. Now he's invited us to actually surrender the pen. Stop writing your story, and I want to invite you into freedom today. Some of you guys have the pen in your hand, and you're trying so hard 
to write your story. You're trying so hard, just like the Sanhedrin did, to control the narrative, to control what happens in your life. And I promise you, if you're there in that season, you are not alone. Definitely been there personally. And I know many of us sitting in the room with you have as well. But if you're in that season where you've got the pen in your hand, or maybe you've picked it back up and you're really trying to control the narrative of your story, it probably leads to some anxiety, right? And so if, if maybe you've picked up the pen of your, of your story and you're trying to write it to the best of your ability, I guarantee you uh, peace may seem far from you today. But I want to invite you, would you, would you, believer, if you're a believer today and you've picked up the pen, would you step actually in, back into the good news, the good grace, and would you put that pen down knowing that, that the, the good author has actually authored this story and he loves you very much, remember? And would you actually step into thankfulness and stop working to be thanked? You see, the, the great temptation is that we would try to control every scenario in order to actually be thanked instead of live a thankful life. I want to control the narrative to be thanked more. And, but if I would release uh, the control, if I would put my pen down and I actually trust a good God like these guys did who said, I've got to obey the narrative. I've been given orders. The story is written. Now I've just got to go tell it. The world wants to control the story, y'all. But we as the church are called to actually just tell the story. We're not in charge of controlling the narrative. We know who is in control of the narrative, though. And he has promised to be with us all the way to the end. He's invited each one of us to tell the story. And if you want great peace in your life, and if you want to connect to the filling of the Holy Spirit, step back into letting go and actually telling his story, not trying to write your own. He already finished it, friend and he invites you into his. This is really, really good news. The second thing to notice in this passage is that the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey. Did you hear that when Peter says this to them? It actually says in the passage as it continues that when he states this, the Sanhedrin wants to murder him. <laughs> they wants to murder the apostles for telling them this. What was Peter actually saying? He was talking to one of the most religious groups. He was talking to people who obeyed the rules better than anybody else. And yet he looked at them and said, you know very well this person of Jesus that was crucified, risen, and now he's offered forgiveness to Israel. You know this, and the Holy Spirit proves this because he's at work in our lives, those who have trusted Jesus. But what is Peter saying? And many of us can go way out of whack as we, as we think about the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey Him. What does that mean? In Galatians 2, Paul helps a church who got sideways in understanding the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Verse 20 of chapter 2 in Galatians. Paul writes this. I have been crucified with Christ and no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, what? In the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. Very important. Underline that. Highlight it. Bold it. Circle it. Write it down. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, 
Christ died for nothing. He continues in chapter 3 and says, O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spirit on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of His death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. What Peter was saying and what Paul was saying to this group of people is that the very manifest presence of God that is breathed out from Jesus Himself is offered to anybody who would be obedient to faith to the message. Faith to the good news. Have you trusted the good news? Do you long for the presence of Jesus to flood your life? And maybe you've stepped into this idea that maybe you could do something to get God to do it better, you know? Maybe you could, maybe you could write or control your narrative in a way that God would give you something that maybe you could earn and deserve. What Peter said to them that day was that the very presence of God accompanies those who are obedient. What was he saying? Paul really helps us understand that. The obedient factor is actually resting and trusting in the person of Jesus and what he did for you. This leads us to that place of thankfulness. I'm not working to be thanked by God. I get to step into thanks every day and worship because he has credited to me righteousness because I've trusted what he did, not what I do. I got to remind myself that every single day because I am tempted, maybe like you, maybe not like you, but I'm tempted every day to step out of this, pick up the pen and try to start earning my way to getting into God's good graces instead of just simply receiving. God, I step into your good grace because of what you have done. And maybe today you need that fresh reminder that God's presence, like His Holy Spirit, is actually available to be breathed out over your life, but it's not by any work that you can actually accomplish. It's the free gift of God. And if you want that today, I believe it's available today. But number one, don't set aside grace. Number one, receive grace. Would you receive God's grace through the person of Jesus? And by doing that, number two, would you thank Jesus? Because this good grace was available and offered to you. John 3.16 says that he gave his life. He loved the world so much that he gave his life. John 3.17 says that he didn't enter the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. This was all about saving the world. God loves you, my friend. And he offers you his grace today if you would just ask. It's yours. Have it. Number two, thank Jesus. Number three, would you ask for his Holy Spirit to fill you for his purposes? Jesus actually said in Luke 11 that his Holy Spirit would be given to those who ask. But James says, and I believe many of us don't actually experience a lot because James actually says many of us, when we ask, we ask for wrong motives just to spend on our own desires. We just want this feeling. But what God actually says is, I want to accompany those 
who would put down the pen and step into faith and receive from me. And when you receive the love of God, I promise you, friend, you will move from your seat and tell other people about the love of God. And when you go, the Holy Spirit will do His work alongside you as you spread this good news. You've been invited, my friend, and you might think, I'm not, I'm not the guy to do this. Jay, you're, you're the guy to do this. But I want to tell you, I promise you, if you only knew me, if you only knew me, I'm least deserving to stand here and share with you the good news today. But I promise you, if you'll make yourself available to the King and you'll step in by faith, God will use you for more than you think or imagine. If you desire to be used for His glory, He will use you, my friend, in the same way that He used Peter. You see, after this, when, they, uh, when the Sanhedrin goes and they, and they find the apostles again and they bring them back, uh, it says that they charge them not to speak in, in Jesus' name. And they send them out because they're so enraged, they're about to kill them. And one of the guys speaks up and says, hey, listen, if this is from God, you can't actually stop it. But if it's of man, it'll die. So let's let this thing play out and let's see what happens. They call the apostles back in the room. It says that they charge them, do not speak in this name, Jesus. Don't talk about Jesus anymore. And they beat them and they send them along their way. And here's what verse 41 says. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. This filling fueled their every day. Every single day they were meeting in house to house and temple to temple and they were sharing this good news that transformed their life. I promise this message that transformed my life and many others that maybe you're sitting in the room with today is available to any who would receive it. You, you must understand today that outside of Jesus' sacrifice for you, you have no ability to step up to and into the presence of God. You see, it's, it's your sinfulness. It's actually your brokenness that separates you and God. And you've got to have somebody pay the price so that you can step into the room with God today. That price was paid through the person of Jesus. And Jesus now sits in authority at the right hand of the Father and He offers anybody who would come to Him, you can enter into God's good grace today forever, never to be taken away. It's a free gift earned for you by the person of Jesus, the God-man. And it's extended to you today. If you want this, you can have this. If you want good grace with God, step in and ask Jesus for this. Think about this for a second, though. This guy, Peter, think about what happened not so long ago in Luke 22. That night, Jesus was about to be crucified, and Peter was watching in the shadows. He was watching this whole thing play out. And just a few days earlier, he was sitting around a table with Jesus as he told Jesus, all these people might, might leave you, but I would never leave you. I would never leave you. And Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows in the morning. So as Peter is watching Jesus, he's been taken and he's about to be beaten. He's hiding in the shadow and he's watching this play out. 
somebody comes up to him and says, aren't you the guy who's with that guy? Peter says, no, I'm not the guy. He ends up doing this three times. And as soon as the rooster crows for the morning, the scripture says that Jesus' eyes meet Peter's. And in that moment, Peter runs into the early morning hours, the shadows of the day, and goes and weeps bitterly. You have this guy, Peter, who's hiding in the shadow. And then in Acts chapter 5, he's walking down the streets with a healing shadow. What kind of story is this? I believe today, as we share this story, there might be some of us who are hiding in shadows. I believe that God actually wants to transform your life. If you step into faith and step out of the shadows, you will step under his shadow. That's what Psalm 91 says, that you can step out of the shadows and he will actually cover you under his shadow and he will give you his presence. This is exactly what Peter discovered. You see the heartbeat of all of this thing. You see, he wanted to control the narrative. He was so sure. He told Jesus, he said, listen, I'm not like these other fools around you. I'm a good guy. I, I, I can be obedient. And Jesus said, okay, uh, you'll see. You see, it was the experience of grace that transformed Peter's life. He understood that the Holy Spirit and God's presence was available to him, a, a great sinner. He was not the good one, but Jesus was the good one. And he knew this very, very, very well. And Jesus took a deeply sinful man who rejected him and caused his very shadow to bring healing as he walked down the street. This is the kind of God that we serve. And I believe this is the God that's still available and alive today that wants to breathe life into your life. He wants to pull you from the shadowy life of living and set you out on the street to do his good work. And he wants to show up powerfully in your life. But don't ever think that you or anyone else is too far from being healed or delivered. You see, Peter didn't ask these people as he walked down the street that day if their life was in order for healing to happen. I believe that God wants to bring healing in your life right now, and it's available through the person of Jesus, if you would just ask. If you need a fresh start today, maybe you need a restart. I just need a restart. If you need that restart today, I believe right now that can happen. Would you simply pray? And Jesus said that this would be available to those who prayed. Would you step into prayer and talk to Jesus right now? Would you just say something like this? Would you come before him and just say, Jesus, I need a restart. I believe that you are the one who can give it to me. I don't want to be in charge anymore. I want you to take control of my life and I want you to fill me with your Holy Spirit, forgive me and make me yours. I just believe by faith as you step in right now, you're going to begin to experience almost like a weight falling off of your shoulders. Maybe you've been carrying a weight. I just believe in this moment as you call out to Jesus, He's dropping the weights from your life and He's breaking the shackles that have enslaved you and chained you in the shadowy light of living. You can now step out and step forward. I want to encourage you, if you've made that decision, would you share that with people in your group today? And if you're not with a group today, would you reach out to us? Would you, would you connect with us right here 
And we'd love to walk with you in the next days. And if you have questions, would you reach out? And would you ask those? If today, if you've done this, step into this. And I believe continue in it and watch what God does with you and in your life. The first thing as we finish today, as we think about this whole narrative of what fills you, fuels you. I want to think about every single day, this filling fueled their life. We saw that at the end and many of us are in homes, but every single day they were talking about what? They were talking about the good news. Today, would you do this? Would you share the good news in your group today? Would you just remind everybody that this is available to you? And would you share that good news? But then would you, would you talk about how this good news has actually transformed your life? In the same way Peter experienced good news and it transformed him, maybe it's transformed your life. Would you share that with those around you? Would you talk about maybe your story, your encounter, where God met you and what happened? Three, maybe God's doing a fresh work in your life right now. What's God doing now? What are you seeing God do now? Encourage one another in your group and let's continue the process as we continue this book of Acts. We are the church, y'all. We are experiencing the move of the Holy Spirit. And if you want more, if you have questions, reach out to us. We'd love to answer any question that you might have. And I love you guys. So thankful to open the word with you all today. And I pray that you have an incredible time with your groups. Much love. See you next week. And don't miss North Star next week, 4 p.m. We'll see you there.